0: Sweet, let's go. All right, welcome, guys. Welcome to the episode 15 of the Hot Toss podcast. Now, each and every time I try to educate you guys or try, you know, get people on board that I feel like they've got something to say, something you can learn from. So, nonetheless, we're going to jump straight into episode 15. There's going to be another very, very special episode with Sam. Sam, is you prefer Sam or Sam? I prefer Sam. Sam, Yeah,
1: pleasure to be on board, bro. Exactly. yeah, super excited to be deep diving into this podcast, so let's go.
0: Yeah. Why don't you give the people a quick background about what you do, what you're about, and just they can get a little bit more context.
1: Sure thing, sure thing. So my name is Samuel Um born in Nigeria, <laughs> came to UK when I was five years old, um, and went to study engineering at Surrey. Within my first year, I realized I was way more interested in business and engineering um, and decided to read about 300 books on different topic areas. Um, And that just took me down a rabbit hole of like, I want to make it my mission to solve problems. Um, And I realized that the people who solve problems the most are entrepreneurs. So I embarked on several different types of businesses. Um, My first one was creating a smart bag. Uh, which was a flop, but again, you know what, well, first business isn't a flop. But it taught me so much about business, um, and that ultimately, through different other businesses, led me down to one of my strongest businesses today, which is called IQ Digital, and that's all about educating young people and entrepreneurial people about how to start a business online through Shopify. Um, and, and Shopify is growing at a crazy rate. And if you you know want to be able to earn money remotely, definitely tap into myself, and uh, because Shopify is the platform for that. Mm-hmm. As well as that, I also run um, and Apparel. I co-run that with a close um, friend of mine, um, which is a fashion brand that is also sustainable and also feeds people for every item that we sell. So we are super um, ethical in our nature, uh, from up some, from upcycling to recycling our products, and making sure that you know we try and be as eco-friendly as possible. Um, and then again, we have a mission target to. Um, to be able to feed everyone around the world. So 195 countries. Currently, we can actively feed five countries. So that's Nigeria, Yemen, Ethiopia, London, and India. And each month, we set ourselves a new target. Once we hit that target, we move on to another country. So we want to make sure that we are consistently feeding the countries that we already have under our belt, and that we are growing to be able to feed more countries. Mm -hmm. Um, And and yeah, and and also alongside that, I run other small um, e-commerce companies. And I showcase them to people on Clubhouse to show them how it's done. I show them the game plan um, because I want more people to be winning out here when it comes to
0: Shopify. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot to take in, obviously, for the guys listening. So this is why I'm going to break it down. I just want to know see, see, because I do, I did engineering as well. Mm. And I think we can both relate because when you do engineering, you're kind of like straight away, you're into problem solving. Yeah. You're into solving certain situations will come your way or you get a, have a task put in front of you and you have to yeah. solve it and i can already tell straight away that's where you're kind of maybe but i really want to know where the transition came in like because that can't be easy going from engineering straight mm. to business where, where did you feel because personally i can't fall, fall out of love with engineering right because i love engineering that's where that's always been in me mm. But at the same time I, I, I do, like, obviously, I do have uh, a clothing, fashion-based brand as well. Love so that. I do a bit of both. But I couldn't fall out, fall out of love with the engineering. So I just mm-hmm. want to know, like, your transition. How, how how does that come across? Yeah,
1: yeah. So one thing to always know is you know, everyone's wired differently, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And from, from what I'm going to say, it's not to tell you at all. It's for you to just, like, you know, know your true self and keep living your true self. Yeah. So for me, it was very much the case where, like, I came into engineering and for me, I studied chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. So I had this expectation of like, oh, chemical engineering was, you know, I'd be like making, putting chemicals together, um, you know, blowing up some stuff, but, you know, in a very sustainable way.
0: Yeah.
1: But once I started to get more and more into engineering, it was like 80% maths and like 20% chemistry. Yeah. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Additionally, it was always, it's also the case where as I started to look forward into the future, the lifestyle that these engineers were having wasn't the lifestyle that i wanted and um, it was a lot of like you know 60 to 80 hours a week working mm-hmm. um, sometimes you'd be based remotely so not even the country that you wanted to be yeah and um, you wouldn't necessarily be able to take off holiday days as well so for me i just hit like a moment where i was like okay well what life do i want and how do i engineer that because again it comes back to problem solving yeah um, and that's when again like as i started to read all these sorts of books my mind just kind of opened to like well you are the gatekeeper to your own future. You know, you can design it as you want. You just have to figure out what vehicle is going to help you do that. Mm -hmm. And typically, the vehicle that helps you do that, you know, ultimately time and freedom is by developing a business, either that you run or that you create and then you sell it off. And then obviously you have the capital there to live off of. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, the transition happened after my first year, when again, like I said, I was sitting down myself, And I was like, you know, what do I want to do after university? Because prior to this, I'd already done a gap year. Uh And so for me, because I had that gap year, I was working six months in London, very intensive. I got paid really well, um, but I realized then and there, before uni, that I didn't want to be working corporate in London. Um, And so when I went to uni to study engineering, I was like, okay, what do I want to then do? And I was circling around this question, around this question. Ultimately, again, it was just to be able to travel, to have the freedom to do what I want, so obviously also live comfortably. So again, engineering was a secure route where like, I would be I would be getting paid quite a secure amount. Yeah. But I didn't have to challenge myself and ask myself, well, is it just the money that I'm after? It because could. if it is, then that's not the, the greatest motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I had to kind of come back to purpose. So that's what started me off with my first business, which was the smart bag, because yeah. I wanted to problem solve the ability to work anywhere. So the smart bag was basically going to be able to, a premium leather bag with a battery pack and a Wi-Fi, all embedded within one another. And it was my job to like problem-solve and figure out how to make that bag. And through that whole year, I took a year out of university after my first year. Well, actually midway my second year. And I also asked permission from my university to do that. And during that year, that's when I learned a bucket load of business. Because I was networking with other business people. I
0: was connected. And it was just eye-opening in that area. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, just deeping into you reading 300 books as well. Mm. Like, what kind of books were you reading? Yeah, so the very first book that I started off with was Outliers by Michael
1: Gladwell. Mm -hmm. Um, Phenomenal, great book to start me off. Given by my dad. My next book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And again, I always advise people to read that because that would shatter your brain inside out. Yeah. Um, And then it just took me on a whole load of a journey because you'd obviously have people posting, you know, top 10 books to read in business. So I'd read those and I'd be like, okay, what's next? You know, and like each and every time I felt like I was leveling up, Mm. you know, I I Mm. felt like, you know, how you play Monopoly. Once you go around the board, you're like, oh, actually I get the game now,
0: you know? For
1: me, it kind of felt like that. So um, it was just like, it just became insatiable to just consume more and then be able to apply it and then see how it kind of fitted into the world of business. Yeah. Um, and because again, I was also kind of big on Facebook back then. Like that's when like Facebook actually gave me quite a big reach. Yeah. I'd actually like be doing like book summaries and just kind of sharing people what I'd learned and whatnot. And so that also motivated me to read more mm-hmm. um, and then to be able to share that. So that's how like I quickly just like escalated to like 300 books. That's
0: crazy, bro. That's That's dope. I can even guess, I'll try to guess one of the books that could be in that list that you didn't say, go ahead. Uh, thinking, grow it, think yeah, <laughs> yeah, show at the same time, legit,
1: legit. That's, See, that's crazy. you know it, yeah, again, you know it, yeah. And again, that you know, like IQ Digital, um, there's a resource actually on, on the page where it's like all my books that I've read, mm-hmm. um, and people can grab it off of Amazon, yeah. Um, and I actually condense it in a way where, like, because I've read all these three books, I kind of say to people, like, I know there's, like, more than, like, a million books out there. But really and truly, there's not that many books that you actually need to read. Yeah. And once you've gone through this list, you kind of, like, actually have a good sense of, like, how to look after your health, mm-hmm. your finances, relationships, you know, your career, um, your own state of happiness. Once you read most of these books, like I said, under 300 books, you have, like, you know, a good understanding about how to live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I felt like that was a very helpful period because at the stage I am right now, like, I'm always looking to level up. But I'm at a stage where I know what I want to level up in because I went breath first and now I'm going depth. So for me, depth is like just purely e-commerce, purely Shopify, purely how to help people take a business online, Mm -hmm. generate sales and have that be reoccurring.
0: Yeah. So you see you being from where we're both from African backgrounds, right? Mm. How did your parents take that? When you when, Ooh, when you when you when you when you said to them, oh, I don't want to do no more engineering. Bro. I'm gonna step into uh, e-commerce. Because keep in mind, they they probably don't even know what e-commerce is all about. Because I had the same problem when I was trying to explain yeah. to my mom that I'm gonna start a clothing brand. Yeah. She was like, "You're gonna yeah. waste all this money on but I'm trying to buy all of this stuff." Like she didn't yeah. understand. Now she gets it, but back then she didn't yeah. get
1: it. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna tell you. First of all, hit that
0: recall button. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's It's already going uh, yeah
1: okay cool yeah yeah so um literally like back then like Uh iq digital wasn't even a business Uh yeah all it was was an events business basically yeah i'd like high speakers they'll come down i'll be selling tickets on the door that's how i made money and i wasn't making that much money like we covered our costs and we had a little bit of profit but it wasn't that profitable and i was basically telling my parents that i was going to drop out of university to pursue this yeah Um, and so initially they just couldn't get it but for me in my mind i was like this is where i'm going yeah you're either with me or i'm doing this by myself yeah so before i'd even told my parents um i'd already like drawn a stake in the sand of like you know this is what i'm doing um and it's not something i advise for anyone to do and you kind of have to have your own self-conviction if you make a move like that but for me i knew the like Either way, two for nil I was going to make this happen. And I was going to become successful about, about it. Um, and so, telling them, it had been like the first six months was a massive, like, roller coaster journey. Because, again, if you're African, what they did was that they took me to like all my other uncles and yeah. aunties, had me sit down with them. They also tried to, like, you know, tell me to, like, you know, go back to uni. You know, my mom would be crying, be like, I just want my son to just graduate. Uh, <laughs> doing this to me. Yeah. I've slaved too long for this, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, For me, all I could do was, first of all, give them the reassurance that, first of all, I was okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't going crazy. Um, And just come at it in a very calm and collected way, like in a very understanding way. Because for them, Mm. you know, how they have been growing up with, you know, having a degree means that you're at least secured. Yeah. Yeah? The generation that we now live in, having a degree does not guarantee your security. Exactly. Yeah, We know that, they don't know that again. And that's why I had to come at it from a position of compassion and understanding. um, And then I just had to keep riding my own lane. You know, I mean, it it comes to a point where a man has to like decide for himself how he wants to live his life irrespective of what his parents want. Because at the end of the day, your parents are going to die at some point. And if you live your life how your parents wanted you to live, and it wasn't in complete alignment to how you wanted to live, when they pass away, you're going to regret all the time that you were living while they were living, thinking, "Oh, I wish I could have done this," Fact. and I never want to be at that stage where you know I'm looking back and thinking, "Oh, you know, I wish I'd done this." Yeah. For me, I, it's just, yeah, it's just not what I'm about.
0: No, nice it's facts, bro. Like it's like, at the day, you only got one life to live, hundred. And I'm big on regret. I hate regret, bro. Me too, bro. <laughs> big. Like, I, I try to live each day
1: yeah. like it's my last day, yeah, and live it to the max,
0: yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you, got, if you know a guy called Kevin Kelly. He did this thing where he said he was going to give himself six months and pretend that he's only got six months left to live. And he said mm-hmm. the amount of progress he made in those six months was crazy because he was just taking wow. every day, like, I got one less day, one less day. And he was just trying to do as much as possible. And even it, – it, it, was, it was so big that even just from business – he was also able to mend relationships, and you know, not hate on no one. You know, get everything off his shoulder. You know, just just have live a clean, nice life, and that's exactly what he did. And just just to touch on what you said,
1: yeah, I think that's a that's a great routine, yeah. great discipline to do at some stage in your life. Yeah, you know, again, like I said, before I decided to drop out of university, I literally put my stick in the ground of like I need to figure out how I'm gonna. Sustain myself after uni. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, like, for me, I had that countdown and I was like, I need to have this in place so that once I'm out of uni, yeah. like, I'm like, because I wasn't going to be dependent on my parents. When I went into uni, I wasn't dependent on my parents. If anything, I was like, you know how it is. Like, when you're an African person, like you, you're actually giving the money back at home. You yeah, know, yeah. I've got like five of siblings. Yeah. So it's like, you know, feed the 5,000 so, back at home. Something, yeah, You know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was like, I was independent from the get go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, also being the oldest
0: son, it was like, you know, it's on the, it's on your home- shoulders, isn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know, it's so important that at some point you exercise this aspect of like, you know, you give yourself a clinic deadline and you work towards that, you know, because yeah. if you stay too relaxed, yeah, you know, the world will just take over. But if you go at it with like tenacity and action and, and focus, yeah. you're more likely to get the result that you want.
0: Yeah, because another thing to add on to that is the more times you're gonna keep jabbing, jabbing, jabbing and trying, 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 something's gonna have to work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that that, that. yeah, you could, Karen?
1: Yeah, I mean like you look at the inspiration for like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Yeah, you know, again, this is a guy, you know, people used to criticize his accent, you yeah, know. Yeah. But he knew from day one, first of all from day one that he was gonna be a bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah? And people would people would laugh at him saying, you know, this is an American sport, this is not an Austrian sport, you yeah. know. But he knew in the back of his mind he was gonna be putting in the sets, putting in the reps. And he became a bodybuilder. yeah. And then he also knew that he wanted to be a celebrity,
0: yeah. You know, and people were getting criticized
1: his actions. People were like, you know, he's too big, blah yeah. blah. But again, he just chip, 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 chip away, yeah. And he achieved that. Mm-hmm. And then he also set his mind again, an unstoppable man, you know. That a, I want, to be governor, yeah. you know, of yeah. the of, of, of California. Yeah. And again, he went about it, you know put in the work, put in the work consistently, consistently, ferociously, yeah. and then he got that as well, yeah. you know, so again, a testament to like, you know, when you just set your mind towards something, uh-huh. and you chip, chip, chip away, at some point, it's just gonna break free.
0: Exactly. Do you feel like, if you hadn't made that initial decision yourself, to make that transition, to make yourself happy, do you felt like your parents could have held you back? Even though you loved them, do you feel like your parents could have held you back?
1: I think at some point in every child's mind, they know that as they start to age, their parent is always holding them back. Uh If the parents aren't actually allowing them to push forward.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, because again, like, you know, a a job of a parent is to protect their kids almost to the fault of their own.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, And if if they feel like the child is still a child, you know, they want to push that child in a certain way. Yeah. But as a child, you know, goes past the age of 18, you know, the whole point of the parent was to educate them to make decisions for their own so, selves yeah. and then for, and for the 18 year old plus mm. to then live with the consequences that they make.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and so, yeah. And so I felt like, you know, if I didn't make decisions that I wanted, to, that I wanted to deeply make it back then, yeah. I would have felt like my parents were holding me back if they, you know, mm. if, they, if I was forced to go back to uni, yeah. um, and it wasn't on my accord. Yeah, You know, again, I've got nothing against unis. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's the, the system needs a bit of a change. Yeah. But, you know, again, it works well for some people. It doesn't work well for other people. Yeah. And it's just for the individual to educate them on, does it work for me?
0: Yeah. So obviously now you've made the transition from uni to starting IQ Digital, right?
1: Well, back then it was Infinite Quest, but yeah.
0: So you changed it. You changed it a couple of times.
1: Yeah, so again, and this goes back to entrepreneurship. So initially, like I said, it was an events business. It was yeah. called Infinite Quest yeah. and the, the inspiration for that was, you know, life is a quest, yeah. you know, and for each and every one of us, there's infinite possibilities. Yeah. Hence why it's called Infinite Quest. Yeah. yeah? yeah. But again, like, for like three or four years, it wasn't making any money. Well, I mean, like I say, it was making very little money. Yeah. It wasn't until the pandemic hit, yeah, yeah which was like last year, that I pivoted the business towards an agency, an e-commerce agency. So you're an agency. And I basically. renamed it. Yeah. And I renamed it IQ Digital. Yeah. Yeah. Where again, like you know, we are literally helping businesses take, helping business owners take the business online mm-hmm. to generate income online, and then we look after their Facebook and their uh, Instagram ads and managed and managed uh, the marketing
0: Okay. you know yeah.
1: um, and since then again that has grown the income for the business yeah. you know yeah. so again iteration
0: within a business is always important it just highlights that yeah. you know Yeah. did you have some trials and tribulations tr- just trying to get that business going loads 100% bro yeah.
1: 100% I mean again so um during the events business, when one of us called Infinite Quest, me and a buddy of mine, we just recently purchased Ty Lopez's course. This is the early days of like Facebook. He mm-hmm. uh, just released a social media marketing course. It was about a thousand pounds. I put five hundred. He put five hundred. Yeah. We bought that course and we learned how to basically get clients and how to fulfil the the order. Yeah. Uh, and at that early stage, obviously, you know, we're fresh out of university or we're actually still at university and we're approaching businesses. You know who are hardly on on Facebook, they're hardly on Instagram, I'm approaching them, and that's, you know, I'm getting rejections, left, right, and center, and then I finally get a yes, you know, but I had to go through so many no's, and I even started to like self-doubt myself, but again, each and every time, I had to build up the confidence in myself, but like, you know, I actually know how to fulfill this work, They actually don't have a social media presence, I know that I can bring them revenue, if they sign up with me as a client. So, again, through just pushing through that trial and tribulations, I was able to see results, yeah. you know. So that was one area. But there's been so many, bro. Because like <laughs> I said, you know, I also I also did a lot of fitness. Yeah. Um, like I around boot camps, um, uh, pre the pandemic. Yeah. And again, you know, I'd be approaching people on the street, telling them about my boot camp. Some of them would would you know be interested. Some of them would be, not be, you know. And so, I've learned in the game of business, you know, it's about volume. Yeah, it's about being okay with being rejected yeah. because that's actually how you grow. Yeah, um, and just being able to handle any obstacle that comes your way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, there's a great book called
0: Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. I okay. Recommend yeah. that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to add that to my to my reading list. Mm. So obviously now you're managing people's uh, social media accounts. You're helping people managing them how to make uh, online successful online business. How, yeah. Do, do Obviously, the entrepreneurship idea. Let's not get it too. I don't think it's not. I don't think it's for everyone.
1: Yeah, not, I
0: agree. Not, not everyone's built for that. Not everyone's built to take rejection. Not everyone's. It's, it's hard. Let's not lie. It's hard. It takes years.
1: I I, I definitely agree. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I think so. How we're taught in school mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, prepare us for the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah. There are some people who because of how they're wired, yeah. even though school didn't teach them that, they can develop that on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got like you know the lion mentality, you know, the competitive edge, you know, they'll do whatever it is to to win, you know. Yeah. Um I think that there are some there are then some people who have entrepreneurial tendencies, like Gary V would say, yeah. you know, who can learn that skill set when put in the right environment. Yeah. You know. And then there are some people who, again, you know, a different subcategory where they are more um, preferred to be the number two person, you know, where they don't have to handle all the stress and the day to day activity, but they will be your right hand person. You know, yeah. they can help you, you know, with like, you know, connecting the businesses and, and managing the ads. They just don't want to be front-facing. They don't want to have to receive that potential rejection, you know, but they're willing to put in the work. They can work hard and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think given enough time, maybe years, maybe decades, I think anyone can be trained if if they've got that line mentality that they really want it, they can be trained to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. uh, because there are just frameworks that can be put in businesses um, and then you can always hire up, you know, the skills that you may be lacking, you can just hire up to people who have those skills, you know, but you can obviously run that company.
0: Yeah. Obviously, in terms of hiring out, like, obviously like me, I run my own social media and, you know, I edit my own videos. I try to shoot my own videos if I can, if I've got time. So what To be more successful What do you think is best Like You being The person who's Out in front And doing everything Like you were explaining What Gary Vee was saying Do you feel like You need to be at the forefront Of your mission For you to be Successful Because I feel like You need to Because you need to understand The key values Of the business You know No one can outplay you Because if you understand oh, Okay this is what it takes To edit a video No one can really You know Outplay you Yeah Yeah
1: So you need to be both. Uh If you want to be a really good, successful entrepreneur, I'm not saying I am, but I just, I've read enough books to know that you need to be both. In the sense of, I mean, it's a great quote that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that, again, like one of the skills that you're gonna have to learn as an entrepreneur, which you obviously had, that's how you reached out to me, yeah. is that you have to develop the skill of networking. Yeah. You know, you've got to see certain talents and you gotta like build that relationship with people. Yeah. And before you know it, like that person, if you've built a strong enough relationship, they might decide to do a free job for you. They might decide to connect you with somebody who might do it because they wanna you know, improve their portfolio, you know. And as you do that kind of lean startup, Mm -hmm. you can then grow as a team, not having to pay them yet, but showing them the vision. Again, the initial entrepreneur has to be the person that's able to cast the vision to the other people. So they have something to follow, you know. And by inspiring other people to follow, that's how you then grow it. And there's another great book called The E-Myth. Yeah. Um, and the key thing that you don't want to do for your business is that you don't want to be the bottleneck yeah. of the business. Yeah. You want to ensure that your business can grow beyond yourself. Because the moment you're the bottleneck, is the moment that, like, if you're sick, if you're tired, yeah. if you are in a mood, you know, your business can collapse in one day. Yeah, yeah which yeah. you don't want. Yeah. You definitely want to put systems in place. You definitely want to, you know, learn from the best what they are doing that's working uh-huh. and what they did that didn't work, and then apply that to you so that you can
0: ensure you're not know, the bottleneck for your business. Yeah. Just touching on your point, I think I had an episode with one of my good friends. Um, She touched on, like, you want to make a business model, right? That the reason, like, a model like the McDonald's, for example, the reason that works is because anyone, they can get 16-year-olds to learn how to literally run the whole store. And they the managers need to be there. So ultimately, you want to make something so easy. You want to break it down to be so easy that anyone can understand it. So now that's how you're going to build the business. Do you know what I mean?
1: A hundred percent. You know, what I've really learned Mm -hmm. um, about business, the ones that really succeed really well keep their business super simple. Yeah. Yeah. And they try and reduce it to the most minimum amount of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, let's just, you know, let's say I have like, um, uh, let's say I'm doing, Email marketing for somebody,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just my main job. You know, somebody's paying me a retainer to manage their emails um, and create emails for them for the next month, uh, and it's like three hundred pounds retainer. Yeah, what I want to do is have templates. What I want to do is have know what key dates are going to be sent out. You know, I might find somebody on Fiverr. You can like, you know, um, reach out to the business owner and ask them: Is there like any images that they need? Um, but I want to basically ensure that the amount of work I need to do is simplified and not overcomplicated. I don't have to keep changing myself from month to month, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you again, if, if it was email marketing, I would be like, okay, maybe we need to have like you know, um, two emails a week, so that's eight emails a month, yeah. yeah? yeah. And then I have the templates, and then I'll take it up, I'll, I'll have an automation that sends it out to the um the business owner to yeah. kind of tell us, you know, what key things do you want in your email outlet? And then they would send it back to me. would actually go to the person in Fiverr yeah. to then add it and create a, be a writer basically. Yeah. And then that writer would then send it back to me and then I would approve it. And then I would schedule it in. Yeah. 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 And so the, 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 the moving parts is simply me first sending the templates to the business owner yeah. to tell us what they want to include then the other moving part is me sending it to the final person yeah. to fill it out or whatnot, yeah. and then my key thing is just to review it and then schedule it in. Yeah. Because once it's scheduled it in, that's then it. it runs automatically. Yeah. 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 So again, and that's a that's a business, you know, two hundred or three hundred pounds a month retainer, yeah. where. Hardly any moving parts, yeah, you know?
0: yeah,
1: and so it can allow for growth,
0: yeah.
1: um, and all you'd have to focus on is just generating the leads. So maybe the other moving part is, you know, Facebook ads to generate lead, lead generation, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, things like that, you know, because those kind of business work successfully because you then know what you need to optimize for. You then know, okay, my main job is lead generation. Okay, I need to find somebody who's great in Facebook ads. Once we have that crack in, okay, let's just keep on improving that. Because everything else works. Yeah. You know, there's no other, there's no key moving parts. So we know that like, that's that's good. When you have a business and there's many moving parts, you, know, you have to have a team review every single week. You have to do this, you have to do that. The moment you miss one stage, everything starts to break apart, yeah. which you don't want.
0: Yeah. That's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. Because obviously, I, I've i got some questions for you. I might end up asking you more questions after this, but because obviously, we're, <laughs> both, we're both into the fashion. We're both into, the, in, into the clothing. So, where did this whole thing of for you come to start helping, you know, other brand owners, other people who want to start businesses? What what made you really make that step to say, Oh, like I actually enjoy helping people? I want to see other yeah. people do better.
1: Yeah, I guess the deep desire kind of came with again, like I said, I came to university in twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, back then entrepreneurship wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, but I knew that like engineering wasn't the thing I wanted to do. And I started reading these like business books. And I was reading these business books because at that point in time I couldn't find a mentor. You know, again, like I said, at the university entrepreneurship wasn't even a course. Yeah. You know, nowadays they have like so many different kinds of courses in entrepreneurship, and so I had a deep desire of just like you know I just wanted to be around people who were interested in what I was like interested in, which was business at that point in time. And for like two years, three years, that wasn't the case. Uh, in my second year, however, there was one guy um, who potentially was like my was that like the person that like created the many doors? Yeah. and that was Kevin Patrick. Yeah, and um, Kevin Patrick was um, a, a person a year above me that was able to connect me to a manufacturer in um, Bangladesh to produce my bag. Yeah, and that's what obviously sparked the whole thing. Yeah, um, and so for me, it was always like you know I, I was always seeking a mentor yeah. to kind of give me all this wisdom so that I wouldn't have to like go the hard way. Yeah, um, and so having been through that for me, it was like. I want to be that person for my past self, you know, where like I want to be there to help them on their journey because that's something I wish I had while I was on my journey. And I'm grateful for what I now have. Yeah. You know, obviously, having gone through the whole struggles and whatnot, but I know that that curve could have been cut a lot shorter had I had somebody who
0: could just, you know, provide me the wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you hadn't gone through that, you probably might not be where you are today. 100. So. That's key That's key And you always need to network Because I always see networking as Someone I once heard a quote Someone said "Uh, Show me your network And I'll show you your net worth Yeah Do you know what I mean? It's so, a true quote It's a true quote
1: mm. Yeah It's a true quote right? Yeah, yeah Very true quote Yeah <laughs> Show me your network And I'll tell you your net worth Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because also Because this is the whole this is how beautiful about also that, you know, when you just give selflessly, yeah. So, for example, you know, let's say, you know, you're obviously doing a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we just build this relationship. Within each person, there is a abundance of networks that that other person has, yeah. you know. So, let's say you knew somebody who does uh, modeling, mm-hmm. yeah. And, obviously, we're just talking about podcasts, which is my business, you know. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm really, I just need someone to, like, do some modeling pics for me, you know. Um, I I have I have no one that I know of had, but I but I know you. Yeah, and I just talked about it, and I and I tap into your network. Yeah, and guess what? That modern person ends yeah. up deciding, oh, they need to improve their portfolio, so they come and do a shoot for me for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I leverage them; they leverage me, um, and then what happens is that you know my business starts to grow off of the back of my network, yeah. you know, and yeah. the more people start to tap into their network like that, you know, when they think to yourself, oh, I've got this problem that I can't solve. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Tap into your other networks. Again, it goes back to the book Think figure, grow rich, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and when you do that, then that's how, when you really leverage your network, that's how you really elevate the network.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's key. That's key. That's key. Like one, one thing as like, I've been trying to do go setting a lot better. Mm. so one of my goals for this year was to just network 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 i literally have it written down i'm like i have to just jump out my just jump just jump out my box because (laughs) i felt like before i used to be that shy person that's like oh but like even even today like the past me i wouldn't have been able to hit you up and say oh bro let's jump on the podcast like literally Mm. i think i've had over 10 guests and they're people i've never met Mm. and i've just i just had to put myself out there i was like what do I have to lose? I what do I have to lose?
1: Yeah. That goes back to the whole quote of like, if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Yeah. But if you do ask, yeah. the answer might be yes. Yes,
0: exactly. You know? it's, it's, it's 50-50. They're either going to say yes, they're either going to say no.
1: But it's not even 50-50. Most likely it's usually yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know? yeah.
1: Because, and this is the beauty about podcasting, and this is the beauty about even like YouTubing, you know, is that they can see the potential benefit mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. So you ask somebody, oh, do you want me on my podcast? It's like, they're like, oh, I can get a bit more exposure. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of feeds into the ego a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and they also yeah. feel honored as well, you yeah. know? So in your case, most likely they're going to say yes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it, it's actually at your advantage. You just ask anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know. No, for sure. For sure, I'm going to keep asking. I, I have some big, some big people that I want to tap into, but for me, like it's funny because I know before I hit those kind of people up, I need to just show them my hard work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why 100%. that's why I always I don't know you obviously listen to Gary Vee a lot. Yep. Loads of people are always like they'll meet him and then they'll be like, oh, do you want to jump on my podcast? And he'll be like, Yeah, I'll come on the fifty-fifth episode. So I ain't even gonna try hit up like, you know, like famous people. Not not necessarily like I wanna just interview famous people, but I wanna tap into those those kind of networks with you know, weight on my shoulder to say, look, I've been doing this f- for six months straight. I m- never mm-hmm. miss an episode. Do you know what I mean? I've got I've got the results. Like, have a look. Do you know what I'm saying? Before I try to hit up this big people, that that's kind of like the plan I have anyway. It's a bit crazy, yeah, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Again, you got to
1: be able to show proof of your work, you mm. know, because... Again, like it's gonna be a waste of Gary Vee's time if, like, after the podcast that he does a review, yeah, he just end up like, you know, two podcasts. These are giving up. He's like, well, I'm wasting my time? <laughs> yeah, I'm wasting my time. But, but if a guy's been doing it for like six hundred, yeah. you know, episodes, yeah, and Gary Vee knows, like, he's not gonna just like stop randomly. Yeah. He's gonna keep on going. Exactly, you know, this is a guy's on yeah. a mission. So, exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. But anyway, in the Zoom, uh, obviously we had to do a Zoom podcast. Uh, people can't see; they won't be able to see this. But obviously, I'm rocking. I'm rocking my merch. You're rocking your merch, so let's tap. Let's, let's let's tap straight into Eaton. Is it Eaton Apparel? Yeah, Eaton Apparel. Yeah. Okay, just tap. Let's tap into that. Like, I just want to hear a little bit more background.
1: Yeah, yeah. So again, it was it was it was creative off of the back of the founders. So again, this is how this is why networking is so important. So the very first person who helped me create my my bag, mm-hmm. Kevin Patrick, yep. is my business co partner today. Okay, yeah, makes sense. And five years later, yeah. Uh, so stuck around in the same network, um, and he actually approached me after hearing how good my Facebook ads were going during the pandemic. And he was like, "Oh, could you help me with our Facebook ads?" So so I was like, "Yeah, recent. sure." Know, he's a good your, friend. Your brand is recent. Well, so he started his brand two years ago. Okay, it went quiet. Yeah, um, and then obviously, then during COVID, it didn't shut down. Yeah, um, and then after COVID, like after August, it like reopened again. Okay, and he was saying like obviously like I said, he was reaching out to me, we were communicating still yeah, yeah. and he was like, oh, can you help me out with Facebook ads? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. So he's a good friend to me. I was like, I'll do it for free, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, that's the whole power of that response to because now flip forward, I now own 50% of exactly. the company. Exactly, you now you equity in the um, company, yeah. Exactly, yeah. you know. And I rep the brand, you know, I'm growing the ambassadors. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something that I'm also, I love and I support wholeheartedly. Like we are making changes in the world when it comes to crane and dent in the fashion industry because what we want to do is encourage more um, apparel companies to figure out a way of giving back some degree, you know? Uh, And that doesn't, that doesn't happen overnight. It comes through a change. So we just want to keep pressing hard because, you know, there's, there's, there's so much fashion that kind of goes through the whole day. And I'm always thinking like, you know, if at least, because people know there's such a thing about that fast fashion. Yeah. But if they knew that their fashion was doing some sort of good as well, yeah. then they would be okay with like, you know, buying fashion because they know that like you know they haven't feeding people or sustainable clothing. So that's our main aim. Um but you know, it's uh it's always a tricky one because again, obviously we're balancing the prices of a premium clothing, you know, yeah. being a sustainable whatnot. But again, we're on a mission. So that mission pushes us to, you know, go far and beyond and like get even more ambassadors and do even more comfortable things, you know.
0: Um, So
1: yeah, part of business.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you also said you're feeding, um, so you're feeding people in four different countries. Five, five. No, five, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So we have, we have, uh, we partnered up with soup kitchens. That's mm-hmm. our most effective way of feeding people. Um, and for every item, we give a portion of the sales yeah. to these soup kitchens. Yeah. Um, and they are feeding people in need. So, for example, a t shirt on our, or hoodie on our, on our site, if you purchase that, it would feed um, eight people in London with a hot meal, 30 people, or no, it would feed one person in India for 30 days. And it would feed, Five people in Yemen, uh, five people in Nigeria, and then five people in Ethiopia. That's just off one T-shirt. No, no, no. So again, that's just a ratio. So again, like, so one T-shirt would be the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. If, if you were to feed in, in in India, it would be the equivalent for one person for thirty days. Yeah. If you if you were to select a feed in the UK, it would yeah. be eight people a hot meal. Oh,
0: okay.
1: If you were to select Nigeria, it would yeah. be five people with a hot meal. If was like Yemen, yeah, it'll be five people
0: before meal. No, that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope that you you guys are actually giving back. You know, not a lot of people are doing that.
1: Yeah, and we can't wait for again a lockdown to kind of like end so we can like go into kitchens, you know, mm-hmm. and also physically be there to actually help out. You know, we want to be also on the ground presently there as well because yeah. you know, there's there's it's it's so crazy when you think about you know we live in a world where we have an abundance of food that we waste, mm-hmm. but we still have people going hungry. Yeah. You know, so. Um, If we can feed people through fashion, then yeah, let's do that. Yeah. How did
0: did that whole idea come about?
1: Yeah. So like I said, the the idea kind of came about, so Kevin, the founder, Mm -hmm. uh, we read in the magazine about how this chef basically was um, a high Michelin star restaurant. But basically after he finished his shift was going home and he saw this man like eating off the floor Mm -hmm. and he was driving his car. And as he drove closer, he saw that the, the food that he was actually eating was actually feces. And he was, like, blown away by that. He was, like, "Oh my days. Like, you know, here, here I am yeah. at this restaurant, a high chef, yeah. you know, but, like, five minutes away, there's this poor man who's, like, you know, eating his own feces or potentially somebody else's feces.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that that chef ended up retiring at the end of that month um, and actually starting up his own soup kitchen and feeding the homeless people. Yeah. And so Kevin kind of took inspiration from that because Kevin had always been in the textile industry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. so for him, it was, like, you know, let me – combine the two let me like create a fashion brand that also feeds people and uh, because kevin's from india as well so he's always kind of traveling back and forth so yeah. he already knew a, a few soup kitchens that really appreciated all, all that he was already donating to yeah and now he just had a vehicle for where you know people in the
0: west can literally be feeding people all across the globe basically yeah no, that's good that's good that's good i wish i could do something like that with my brand it do you know what i mean Cause yeah I mean again Things can
1: always change Down the line You know yeah, yeah. As, as you're growing Your own band You know You might You might Have your own cause In the future You might You know Decide like Just like Do like One off donations Yeah you know, There's always ways Where big brands Can always get back
0: Yeah You know no, That's pretty dope man That's pretty dope A key question I wanted to ask you Five tips yeah. To live a happy life Because I always see Your IG lives In the morning right <laughs> This guy's fired up I'm getting ready To go to work This guy's fired up You know He's, he's, he's giving Um you know, just good meditation First thing in the morning to the people You know, there like you So, five tips on to just live a yeah. happy happy life
1: Yeah, so again You already touched on, the, on some of them So the very first one is You've got to live a healthy life mm-hmm. You've got to live a healthy life We have one place to live mm-hmm. That's our body We've got to make sure the environment is right
0: yeah. yeah So we've got to
1: give ourselves right nutrients mm-hmm. to our body On a daily basis you can't be having skip days. Yeah. You know, I know while we're young, you know, you can afford that because our body's kinda nice to us. But when it starts to get thirty or forty, if we haven't been nice to our body, our body's gonna be like, you know what, you weren't nice to me, I'm not gonna be nice <laughs> to you, I'm checking out, you know. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta treat it right from as early as you can. So that's yeah. the first thing is yeah. like good nutrition. Yeah. The second thing is you want to start your day off with gratitude? Yeah. Like this is something again. Like like I said, I read like three hundred books here. Yeah? yeah, this was a like, constant, repeated. And I mean, like bro, my brain was getting like numb to the fact that like, they were constantly repeating. You got to have gratitude. You got to start your day off with gratitude. Yeah, and I and I just got to the point where I was like, I get that, but what's the actual source? Like, what's the, what's the actual like secrets? You know, for wealthiness. Yeah, and I kept coming back to like gratitude. You know, and then when I started like practicing on a daily basis. I got it. Like I actually understood why they talk about gratitude so much because it actually reprograms your mind. You see, when we wake up, our generation is like wired, So to grab our phones and like, start scrolling. Yeah. What that does for us is that sends us that sends bad negative vibes to our brain because either we're in search of a dopamine, yeah. which if we push it to its limit, we actually start to feel bad when it crashes and we can't push it back up again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or it's a case where we're constantly comparing ourselves. And guess what? It's either to our friends or to celebrities, yeah. either one is yeah. chaotic. But even worse, for my friends, when we feel like you know they're outperforming us. But if we can start our day off with gratitude, we can actually look to our friends and actually be grateful for them. Actually, be happy for them, you know, yeah. even when they're succeeding and we're not. Because again, we start our mind with like gratitude. I mean, granted ourselves like you know what I could be in a different country, things would be way worse. Yeah. Actually, start my day off with gratitude puts me in a great place. Yeah. And that yeah. that actually leads me on to my second, no, no, my third point. So health was the first, um, uh, gratitude was second. And then meditation, mindfulness, or prayer, you know, is the third one. You need to have somewhere like connecting like a higher higher self. You know, for me, it's God, you know, other people might be the universe, whatever. But again, just having that, like, appreciation that like, there's something bigger than you, that's supporting you, and that's there for you, yeah. even when you have your tough times. Yeah. You know, so again, it's important there. Then the fourth one would be exercise. Yeah. Again, I know you're a gym person. <laughs> you know, your your ambassadors are gym people. Yeah. You know, be myself, yeah. again, you know, I'll do a home workout, I'll do gym, I'll yeah. do CrossFit, yeah. whatever. Whatever gets the body moving, because again, yeah. our body is made up of muscle. You yeah. know, we're not meant to be sitting 24-7. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be active, meant to be constantly on the move. Mm-hmm. So again, exercise is super, super important. And then the last one is, I would just say, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's your friends, whether that's your family, whether that's your, you know, your, your, your spouse, you know, again, you want to invest the time into those areas because at the early stage, we might think that like, Oh, it's like, it's intangible. Like, you know, it actually has no value, but has significant value because it has significant value on your mind. It might not give you money straight away, but your mind. Yeah. is something that you have 24 seven for the rest of your life. And if you feel like, you know, like you had a bad rapport with a friend, and you didn't reconcile that, it lingers in your mind. It causes, you know, bad chemicals to be produced in your mind. It starts to turn, you know, a healthy forest into loads of weeds, yeah. you know, which is what you don't want. Yeah. So those would be my five, bro. So again, to, to kind of go back that in order. So number one is health. Yeah. Number two is uh gratitude. Number three is um one second. See so yeah, Number one, number one is health. Number two is gratitude. Number three is mindfulness, prayer. Uh, Number four is exercise. And then number five is the last one that we just
0: mentioned as well. Yeah. yeah, Bro, you're switched on. Like, especially, I want to touch on the bit when you talked about, you know, the dopamine and, you know, when you wake up, the first thing. That's why why when I wake up, I try to not go on my phone when I first wake up. Because the first 10, 20 minutes, they're key. They're going to set the tone for the day, right? So if you're waking up and the first thing you're doing, you're scrolling on social media, and then you might see. I mean, I know these days the algorithm, the way it's set up, do you know what yeah. I mean, you, some crazy stuff might come up in your timeline, but yeah, you know, you might end up seeing something negative, and that might just set the tone for the day. Hundred percent,
1: and again, you know, like you mentioned, you know, I do something called the daily check-in, which is like from seven thirty to seven fifty, mm-hmm. where I normally pop myself up, but I also keep other people accountable. Uh, And that's part of my morning routine because how you set up your day dictates your day. You know, so like you just mentioned, you know, like if you program your day right, if you do certain activities in the right successions, you're going to fly and and be energized for your day. If you do the wrong kind of successions, you're going to have a dip and you're gonna continue that dip for the rest of your day. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like when you boot up a computer. If it doesn't go through the series in the right order, it's gonna crash yeah. and not even boot up. But if it goes in the right order, it's gonna like, bing, and yeah. then it's gonna be up in like two seconds, yeah? yeah? yeah. That's what we wanna do as humans. We wanna find what is our ideal morning routine. Because once we have that hat down, and we just repeat that each and every day, we can cons- consistently have the great mood that we have. Yeah. And even when we have challenges, we also understand our body to you know what we need to do in order to get out of that funk. It could yeah. be gratitude, it could be going for a walk, it could be a little bit of self love, you know, buying yourself a coffee, yeah. whatever makes you happy, whatever changes your mood. Can mm-hmm. you find your hat? Like, again, that's how you kind of go through life.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm hoping you people are taking notes. You know, if you have to rewind it, rewind it, and t- <laughs> get your notebook out, make sure you write it all down. And then yeah. another, another final thing I wanted to touch on is goal setting, because before we started mm. this podcast, Right. You also said you have, had a couple goals that you already have. Uh, vision your, board. Yeah, your vision board. I can even see it in the back. Yeah. Yeah? So yeah. it's key. Why is it so important that you need to have a vision? Why is it so important? Because a lot of people don't understand the key fundamentals of a vision board and why why everyone actually needs a vision board. It doesn't have to be just used just for business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... And again, this kind of relates to like when I like I read quite wide, you know, the three hundred books. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the de- one of the wide categories I read in was in autobiographies, and I saw in the lives of like you know, whether it was Warren Buffett, whether it was Bill Gates, whether it was Elon Musk, whether it was Jeff Bezos, these people from an early early age knew where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Like they just like kind of knew, or like by the age of like twelve, they had it all kind of like figured out. Yeah, um, and that then propelled them onto know what steps they need to take in order to achieve that goal,
0: Yeah, you know?
1: it's a bit like a GPS. If you don't set the destination, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. And so you can be going anywhere for a bunch of time and not get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so goal setting is super important because it gives you a goal that you can strive towards. And one of the things that I kind of cover in my daily check-ins is that there's a column that says, you know, key activities. What activities do you know if you were to do each and every day Consistently pushes Or moves you Towards your goal You know Uh, And again You know Everyone can have a goal Because at some point If you don't set This is what I say If you don't set the goals For your life Life will set the goals For you (laughs) And you might not like Those goals Yeah You know So it's better for you To set them as early As you can And then for you To work at it Achieve those goals And be happier Where you are at Rather than let life Serve you a place Where like You just didn't want to be Yeah you know So Goal settings are important And again You can do that Through visualization Obviously you visually see What it is you want to achieve Yeah You then obviously That, that sparks your mind To kind yeah. of like You know Connect with the right Kind of people to find out You know mm-hmm. um, How do I achieve The goals that I want um, In addition to that Again you know You can do affirmations To also change the person That you are internally Yeah To, ma- to myriad And match the person That you want to be
0: Yeah
1: Who is going to achieve Those goals Yeah You know mm-hmm. Because you know um, Jeff Bozos didn't just suddenly become the man that he is today. No. He had to ruthlessly work at himself each and every day mm-hmm. to get to that level. Yeah. You know, likewise yeah. we ourselves, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out, okay, what areas in my life do I need to improve at yeah. in order to become the person I need to become in order to achieve the goals that I want to achieve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now it's key, man. I have a funny saying me and my friends have. We always say, Chop life or life will chop you. Do you know what I mean?
1: 100, 100. <laughs>
0: Literally. 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 Years will go by and you're just like, what the hell? I haven't really achieved anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mo- especially with motivation and, you know, you could try it every single day. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some days you don't feel like doing it. That's fine. But yeah. if you're consistently, you know, still chipping away, chipping away, it's almost like, a st- like the stock market. Like it's like this, like this, like this, but eventually yeah. it's always going up. You're going to have yeah. dips, but it's always going to be going up. You know
1: what I, mean? Yeah. I mean, again, like if I could add a six to the five, you know, key lessons, mm-hmm. it would be to find ways to exercise discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline is such an important characteristic for anyone's success because discipline is all about doing what needs to be done, even when you don't feel like doing it. And... It's something that, again, I've had to battle with, struggle with, yeah. and continuously challenge myself each and every day to do it because it's a muscle within the mind, yeah. you know? And there's going to be that inner voice that says, oh, maybe not today. Oh, I'm a bit tired. Yeah. Oh, do I do we have to? Oh, people might not show up. Is it even worth doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to tell yourself, no, I'm going to keep on doing it. You know, like even my daily check-ins. My daily check-ins is a... Discipline challenge for myself. Self, you know, yeah. I told myself I'm going to do it every single day for the rest of the year. That's 260 days. Is it mon- to Monday Fridays, to Friday, you
0: know? Monday f- to Friday, or Monday to Sunday.
1: Monday to Friday. Okay. 260 days.
0: You know, um, how far and are you in? I haven't skipped a beat. You know, how far so are you? We're, in? we're going strong, huh? How far are you in?
1: Well, today is the 54th day of the year, uh, and we haven't missed a day apart from one, which is after Valentine's Day. Uh,
0: okay whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. No, no that's pretty dope, man. You, like, I like that you keep yourself accountable for your actions, which is
1: good. 100%. 100%. I mean, again, you know, for me, it's, it's important for me because I know I want to achieve the goals that I want to achieve, yeah. ever, whether it's for my future generations or, like, for my family. Yeah. You know, and once you deepen your why, like, you have no choice but to keep yourself accountable because if you don't, you can't, you can't depend on somebody else to
0: keep you accountable. Yeah. Like They've got their own interests. Exactly. You know? exactly. So yeah, it becomes super important that we each keep ourselves accountable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- another thing I want to touch on as well is keeping yourself accountable is almost like people could listen to this podcast. People could read so many books, right? You could take in so much information, but ultimately you have to be the person that's going to have to take the step, the action. You're the person who's going to have to do it. A hundred. 100%. And if it goes back to business, like one thing I've learned is, you know, people can give you advice, people can do this, but you're the person who's going to have to go and conquer it and you're the person who's going to have to go do it. Yeah. And also the person who's giving you that advice, they might not be there one day when it goes wrong, but you're the person who's going to have to figure it out. We all like listening to motivation speeches. You know, I was deep, you know, gym, like I used to go in the gym Listen to motivation speeches. Uh, you know, uh, Les Brown. People brain. like Les Brown, yeah. uh, Eric Thomas. Yeah, Eric Thomas. But when it's time to squat, Eric Thomas is not squatting with me. <laughs> when I'm on he's the high squat, he's not squatting with me. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. gonna have to be the person who's gonna have to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm so good. that's how, that's just what I wanted to say, but yeah, that's no, so
1: true.
0: Do you know what I mean? It's... But uh, I'm hoping everyone obviously enjoyed this podcast. Um, Do you have anything to plug? Obviously, plug yourself. Let them know your social media. Let them know whether they can go cop the merch uh, or check out the merch if they if they want to check it out.
1: Yeah, so I strongly invite anyone to definitely follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Yeah. Um, it's Samuel Lillaboy. Yeah, So Samuel, I-L-E-L-A-B-O-Y-E. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super friendly. I'm super chilled. You can message me anytime. I've got your back. Yeah. Um, And then from that, you'll be able to find my two other companies so infinite quest or iq digital um and ethan apparel yeah um which is an apparel company so and if you have any questions of business again i'm always there to support any up-and-budded entrepreneur yeah. because again you know the the, the the world is big enough for all of us to win yeah like, there's actually, there's Bro, actually an infinite amount of
0: money everyone can be rich yes like look I mean, at the craziness what's happening with the bitcoin with trading with Entrepreneurship, yeah. like Bro, everyone so
1: much money is actually being like created <laughs> each every day. Like yeah. you, you actually can't even like outrun the money now
0: because yeah. it's crazy so much in such vast quantities. So yeah. That'll yeah. be my little plug for you. Yeah. yeah. I always say to myself, like, I'm like, when I f first started a business, right? I was like, when I actually think about it, there's over seven billion people in the world, and you think ten people, twenty people, thirty people are not gonna are gonna say this product is crap. I'm not gonna buy this product. Like that's crazy, do you know what I mean? You always yeah. have to think to the ceiling. Like, it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, It's crazy because seven, seven. You telling me seven billion people? And even if, even if you wanted to talk about Star Wars or you wanted to talk about, you know, Coronation Street and started yeah. a podcast talking about that, there's gonna be people who want to tap into that. Do you know what I mean? You just have yeah. to make the audience find you, or you have to be put yourself in front of that audience. And they'll they exactly. love it because they can relate to it. Do you know what I mean? It's just when you start in certain things, you're going to think, oh, but no one's going to listen. Oh, but, you know, it's going to be hard. But you just need to put yourself in front of that. Because once you once you land in front of your perfect customer, I'm, I'm sure you know because you do Facebook ads and things like that, you always need to position <laughs> yourself in front of the right customer at the right time. You know, everything will fall in place.
1: 100%, bro.
0: You got it. Alright, alright, all right. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to episode 15 of the Hotels Podcast, and we'll see you again on episode sixteen. Peace. Give, give him a little no, all right. Peace. All right, cool cool. cool. So that's that done, and then we'll just do a, a video quick video. Um, there we go. That was sweet. That was dope, man.